ഹരിയാനിയാഗ് Uh, India has a federal system just like in the United States in terms of having both a central government uh, at the national level but also individual state governments. At the national level there is a bicameral legislature just like in the US or UK um with the Senate and House of Representatives or the House of Lords and House of Commons. Um in India the upper house is known as the Rajya Sabha and the lower house is known as the Lok Sabha. um but then there are also state legislatures uh in punjab that is the punjab legislative assembly uh also known as the vidhan sabha um and so sort of some background on demographics uh punjab has about 29 to 31 million people it's about 2.3% of india's population with six specifically making about 1.8% of india's population for reference punjab pakistan uh has about 110 million people and i say that uh really to highlight the fact that the influence that punjab has on india's electoral politics is much smaller than the impact punjab has on pakistan's electoral politics um it's of course not a one to one comparison because punjab's uh in pakistan is a much larger area than punjab in india and in uh india punjab is the 20th is 20th out of 36 states and union territories by area and 16th out of 36 states in union territories by population so it's sort of smack in the uh, smack in the middle uh in terms of size both by area and population Punjab is about 58% Sikh about 38% Hindu about 2% Muslim mostly living in the Malerkotla area um about 1.5% Christian and about half a percent other mostly Buddhists and Jains The Hindu population is mostly urban. Um many cities in Punjab actually especially in Dwaba and particularly Hoshiarpur and Jalandhar are actually overwhelmingly Hindu uh, whereas the Sikh population in Punjab is mostly rural. And kind of going back to the legislature of India, the Lok Sabha, the lower house has 543 total seats. Punjab has 13 of those seats. and the rajya sabha has 245 seats 233 elected seats and 12 nominated and punjab has seven of those seats so again punjab's uh, influence uh, in terms of the larger indian electoral system is is quite small now with regard to the political system in punjab specifically you likely know that the capital uh, of punjab is chandigarh which is a separate union territory not technically part of punjab state um and it is a capital shared with the state of haryana uh in punjab unlike at the national level there is a unicameral legislature meaning there is only one house which has 117 seats directly elected from 117 single seat constituencies sort of like electoral districts uh in the us so you're voting for a particular candidate that's going to represent your area in the punjab legislative assembly um and those representatives belong to certain political parties it's important to note that certain constituencies actually have reserved seats for those of scheduled caste backgrounds so uh particular electoral constituencies that have very high dalit populations their representative 
has to also be of that same uh, caste background. Elections in Punjab are held every five years uh, in February. The last one was in 2022, so the next one will be in 2027. And there are no term limits uh, for uh, an individual being able to serve as chief minister of Punjab, which we'll get into in just a second. Punjab and India largely have parliamentary systems of government, just like the UK. So voters are voting for an individual representative for their electoral district um, who is uh, going to represent them uh, and they belong to a certain party. And the party that has uh, the highest number of representatives uh, elected uh, chooses the leader who will become the chief minister of Punjab or the given state. Um, and this is kind of like the equivalent of a, a governor uh, in the U.S., meaning sort of the head of state of that particular um, state uh, in India. And it's important to note that there's kind of a parallel system of power in India that does not exist uh, in the U.S., for example, and that is actually the position of governor of a state, which is sort of not to be confused with the position of chief minister of a state, which sort of is closer to what a governor is in the U.S., for example. Um, and the difference is, you know, while the Vidhan Sabha and the chief minister are sort of the de facto leaders of a state, the leader is technically the governor. Um, and the governors of Indian states are appointed by the president of India. Um, this is not to be confused with the prime minister of India, who's the sort of true head of state. Uh, and that's Modi, of course. Um, and so the governors are appointed by the ruling party of India, the president, in this case, uh, BJP. Um, and they're almost never from the state that they are the governor of. So, for example, the current governor of Punjab is uh, Rajasthani. And as I mentioned, the governors are appointed by the president uh, of India. The president of India, as mentioned, is effectively kind of the second in command after the prime minister and is directly elected by the two uh, houses at the federal level uh, legislature and the state legislative assemblies. Um, so what this means is if most people voted for uh, BJP representatives, those are going to be the legislators at the federal and state levels who then elect the president. Um, and then the president appoints the governors. And of course, as mentioned, kind of the same at the state level, whoever has the most federal representatives, whichever party has the most federal representatives elected, that party gets to, uh, gets to choose the prime minister. So what this means in totality in, in practice is that the prime minister, the president, and the governors of individual states are going to be of the same party. So you're never going to have a situation where a Shromni Akali Dal or a Punjab-centric party or a party sort of centered around any individual state is going to win at the federal level. Um, and what this means is you're never going to have, for example, a governor of Punjab um, you know, that belongs to a sort of Punjab-centric party. It's always going to be kind of a national level party. The president of India and the governors of individual states don't have a ton of power, but they do have one very important power uh, in Punjab's context, and that's the establishment of governor's rule or president's rule in a given state. Um, these are terms that are largely interchangeable and functionally kind of the same. Uh, there are some distinctions uh, when it comes to the case of Jammu and Kashmir and other union territories, um, but the effects uh, of governor's rule or president's rule are largely the same. So what this is, is a governor of a state um, can, with other sources, present to the president of India that the governance in that given state can't be carried out according to the provisions of the Indian constitution. And the president can proclaim under Article 356 of the Indian constitution a state of emergency, 
within that state. An emergency has to be approved by the Parliament of India within a period of two months. And this emergency can be imposed from a period of six months to a period of three years with repeated parliamentary approval every six months. Um, and if the emergency needs to be extended for more than three years, this has to be achieved by a constitutional amendment. Now, during such an emergency, the legislative assembly of a given state is essentially dissolved. Uh, so the state is not ruling itself. It's the national government basically uh, ru- ruling the state. And it's the president of India through the governor, um, which is why sort of these terms, president's rule and governor's rule are used uh, interchangeably, uh, basically takes over effectively all governance functions in the state. Punjab and the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir are the only states or Union Territories where there has been a constitutional amendment to extend governor's rule for more than three years. And Jammu and Kashmir is the only administrative division in India that has actually had more total time under governor's rule than Punjab. And interestingly, what do they have in common? Well, uh, Punjab and Jammu and Kashmir are the only administrative divisions, or the only major administrative divisions, I should say, in India that are majority non-Hindu. They are Sikh and Muslim, of course. Um, There are a few other states uh, in East India that are also uh, majority Christian, but those have very small populations. And so in addition to though, uh, the sort of governor system as well as the uh, state legislatures, at the local level in Punjab, uh, bins uh, and towns uh, are sort of mostly governed by the panchayat system, uh, which is how local bodies are, are governed. Uh, this is a uh, topic that we'll get into kind of in a future episode with more, more detail. And kind of giving some background on the political history of uh, Punjab, Since 1966, every chief minister of Punjab has been a Sikh, um, and the ruling parties uh, who has control of Punjab has really historically gone back and forth between the Indian National Congress, which is the party of Nehru and the Gandhi family um, at the national level, and the Shromni Akalidal, which is a uh, Sikh party, uh, really with only meaningful presence in Punjab. And this is the party that led the Punjabi Subha movement post-partition. And this back and forth between these two parties lasted uh, for many decades, really until 2022. Since 1970, the Shromni Akali Dal has been basically led by the Badal family. Uh, Prakash Singh Badal was the chief minister in 1970 uh, for the first time and has been chief minister four separate times. And his son, Sukhbir Badal, has served as deputy chief minister multiple times, which is basically the equivalent of a U.S. lieutenant governor or sort of a vice governor. Um, and the Badal family has a, a majority stake in the news outlet uh, PTC. During the 2017 election, the Shromni Akalidal actually formed an alliance with BJP, uh, the national-level right-wing Hindu party uh, that Modi's a part of. Um, this is quite common in Indian politics for parties to form sort of these alliances with each other. Um, though after the farm laws uh, were introduced by BJP in 2020 and 2021, this alliance was disbanded uh, prior to the 2022 Punjab elections. Congress, on the other hand, in the modern era, has really been headed by Captain Amrinder Singh of Patiala, who's from the royal family of Patiala pre-India, and has been the chief minister twice, both from 2002 to 2007 uh, and from 2017 to 2022. Uh, when he resigned, actually, before his term completed and ultimately switched to the BJP party. Um, 
in 2012, uh, the Aam Admi Party was formed in India uh, to combat corruption. Uh, the leader is a guy named uh, Arvind Kejriwal of Haryanvi background, um, and he is the current chief minister of Delhi. The party sort of gained popularity in Punjab with the comedian Pagwantman, uh, who served as sort of the figurehead in Punjab of the party before the 2017 election, as frustration with the Shiromni Akali Dal was mounting, uh, which was the party in power prior to the 2017 election. But ultimately, the Ahmadmi Party lost pretty handily to Captain Amrinder Singh's Congress Party uh, in that election. But then, uh, just a year ago, uh, Ahmadmi Party with Bhagwant Man as Chief Minister won uh, in 2022. And this is significant because it's really the first time uh, in recent history that Punjab has been ruled by a third party uh, that is not either Congress or the Shiromni Akalidal. Just as a note, all of the chief ministers of Punjab have been men, with the exception of Rajinder Kaur Patil uh, of the Congress Party, who served uh, for a short period, 82 days, at the end of 1996 and beginning of 1997. And someone significantly, uh, for the first time, when Captain Amrinder Singh resigned from his chief minister position at the end of 2021, the Congress Party appointed uh, Taranjit Singh Chani to be the chief minister of Punjab, who was the first ever Dalit chief minister of Punjab. So this is kind of an overall picture of what uh, the political system uh, in Punjab is like. Uh, Hopefully it's helpful for giving people that background and context, and I'm sure this will come up uh, in future episodes. Thanks for listening.